Let's go out and talk to our Browns insider. His name is Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Shavin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how are we doing tonight? Uh, a lot better than I was a week ago, that's for sure. <laughs> what happened a week ago? That's when I had my surgery. Oh, better than last week with the dentist and everything. Yeah, okay. I got my stitches out this morning. Really? I can eat real people food now. You went a whole week without even eating real people food? Oh, man. Let, let me tell you. I do not recommend the uh, Jello pudding cottage cheese uh, diet to anybody. <laughs> it sounds like a good way to lose some weight, though, does it not? Uh, my pants don't fit. Oh, that's the problem with losing some, weight. Somewhat problematical all of a sudden. Yeah. Is, um, so I, I have to look and see if I have so uh, if I still have the size down jeans uh, from uh, or either that or I'm gonna have to get creative tomorrow. That is a pain, isn't it? When you're like, I, I lost a little bit of weight, and now all of a sudden I got to buy new clothes. That is the absolute worst. Well, I, I I'm gonna get it back. There's no question about that. <laughs> but uh, okay. you know, went out to mow the lawn today because it was you know beautiful sunny 75. Yeah. Uh, and had to wear a belt with shorts. Man. Um, <laughs> have you? Are because, you, you do the uh, the leaves already yet, or no? Uh, well, the leaves are down at least uh, on the walnut in the backyard. The yeah. squirrels have come and claimed all their walnuts for the winter and buried good, them in my yard them. everywhere. Good for them. I'm happy about that. Um, it's amazing they remember where they bury them and they, they know really, where to dig them up. They're really good. Do you have black squirrels at your house or no? I got. Black uh, I do. Squirrels. I I I, ha- I have every color squirrel imaginable in That's my fun. house. So. When I cut that walnut down, because it does need to come down, it's like got got a half a canopy. Uh, I thought it was going to grow in when I got rid of a couple other trees, and it didn't. And every time we get any type of wind, I'm you know picking branches of it up off the ground. So I got to cut it down. They're really going to be angry with me when I cut that tree down because oh, you're uh, probably going to be number one to them. I, I th- because I think I'm feeding uh, all of Northeast Ohio's squirrels, <laughs> <laughs> judging by the amount of walnuts that fall off that thing every year. Part so. of me wants you to leave Alvin and his family alone, okay? Well, but- no, I'm, I'm going to leave Alvin and the chipmunks alone, but, you know, they just, they, they might starve, and, I, and there's nothing I can do about that. And tree removal. You're going to cut it yourself, though? It's, it's so oh, expensive. Oh, hell no. Get... No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I didn't no, know. No, no, no. I was like, are you a lumberjack? I had no idea. I didn't no, know what you no. did. No, um, there's my neighbor's garage that's a bit of a consideration, so uh, I okay. need to make sure that that does not end up in their garage. That's if, nice. If anyone's you. buying a new garage for somebody, it's going to be me buying myself a new garage. Man, tree removal is so expensive, though. You don't need to tell me. I've already removed three of them in three? my Three? Yeah. Yeah, I. That's an uh, arm and a leg each time, man. Uh, let's just put it this way: um, for the uh, amount of money that I have spent on tree and brush removal, yeah, I probably could have bought myself a new car. Really? Yeah, I believe it. I believe that's <laughs> that's crazy. Well, it'd be used, but still, like it, it's a it's a sizable chunk of change to yeah. to do that. So yeah. That's wild. All right. Well, it's nice of you to consider your neighbors like that. I, I appreciate that about you. Um. I got to ask you about the news of the night. We've been talking a lot about it. Adam Schefter was th- with his report. Oh, Tom no. Pelicero I thought we were going to his... lead off with Brady Quinn and in, in, in the well, quarterback we, coach. We kind of can wrap that all around, if you're being honest. Because I, I, I mean, 
I, I, I thought did not Tom have Pelissero that. wrapped that into a, a dig, right? In, yeah. in, in part of his report, he said it's a real injury that takes time to heal. That is a shot at people calling him a trust fund quarterback, right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I did not have uh, that on the Browns bingo card for 2023. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, the quarterback coach is known for getting, you know, he is. He's feisty. He is the sh- uh, well, besides the other dude who uh, works for a media company in this town and is also on Deshaun's payroll, uh, he the, the quarterback coach is Deshaun's biggest defender. Like, uh, he runs to Deshaun's rescue any opportunity he gets. Um, but I, I did not have that on the bingo card. Uh, and I, I, I quote tweeted because it's newsworthy. For sure. You know, Brady Quinn, former Browns quarterback, goes on national radio and, and basically, uh, you know, calls Deshaun Watson a, you know, a, a trust fund kid because he, he's got his uh, contract now, so insinuating that Deshaun doesn't care. And I quote tweeted and said, look, the, the one thing I never do, okay, I never question a player's toughness. I never question a player's willingness to play. Um, I, I, honest to God, don't think that's an issue here with Deshaun. Um, I, I think the issue here with Deshaun is potentially, and I, I stress the word potentially, this is my take on the situation, is that he's not honest with himself, therefore he hasn't been honest with the Browns. He, he wants to play so bad, right? And this goes all the way back to the Ravens game. You know, telling everyone, oh, I'm going to play, I'm going to be there for you Sunday, I mean, whatever, right? You know, he, to the point Kevin Stefanski's telling all the NFL insiders, yeah, he's playing tomorrow, blah, 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 right? And then the results come back, and well, maybe you're not going to play tomorrow. Uh, you might not be able to do that, right? But he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to play. We're going to get out there Sunday morning, I'm going to throw the ball around, I'm still going to play, right? And then he can't do it. And so then they have to make the last-minute decision to start DTR. And it's a complete, you know what. Um, then, uh, you know, going through this process of him coming back, wants to play, wants to play, wants to play. He's pushing himself to play. Guess what? Chance, he might have pushed himself too hard, came back too soon, right? And then Kevin Stefanski protects him from himself by, after seeing how things went early on, and then he takes the big hit. And Kevin's like, yeah, maybe having four on the field right now is not a good idea. And that let's let's protect him from himself. So that's my take on the situation. And so I will respectfully disagree with what Brady Quinn said on the radio. Well, and it's, um, it's not a coincidence to me that Brady Quinn says that, and then within the hour, basically, uh, it then gets refuted. Now, I'm not even talking about Quincy Avery. I'm talking right. about, like, actually Adam Schefter and Tom Pelissero. That then right. have actual- they, I mean, they, they, they quickly made sure to get out to the national NFL yes. insiders that this is what's really going on. Yes, and it's a real injury, and he's not being some sort thing. of trust fund quarterback. But here, I, I, I got to rewind the last week because as Deshaun is dancing around all these questions about what's going on with his rotator cuff, I point blank asked him, hey, man, when you get these things checked, the doc tells you, X number of weeks. Mm-hmm. What were you told? What is the actual timetable for this thing? And he said, yes, it's day-to-day, but the research that I have done and I have heard, this is a four- to six-week injury. So really, nothing new came out tonight other than this additional specifics about the, this muscle, which we knew. So we knew Dar- there were Darryl, micro- the follow-up we- I would have on that, and I, I know obviously you're not a doctor, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just going to say it and then we can maybe talk about it. But uh, I had a baseball, a college baseball player call us up, right? Yeah. And he said he had the same injury, he went through the same thing, D1 player, like through 90 miles per hour, like whatever yep. it was, right? And Because I, I had wondered aloud, four to six weeks, is that four to six weeks 
while you do nothing? Because most baseball injuries, Daryl, as you know, right. you don't do anything in that time. It's four to well, six weeks, and you you're not shut throwing. it down. You're, yeah, yeah I mean, you, you shut sh- it down completely. You shut it down for at least four weeks, and then you ramp yourself back. And up, yeah, that's right? why they go to Double A, and then they go back, yep. and they do it all that way, right? But but like, and, and that's what the baseball player confirmed. He's like, you're right. Like, like yeah, it's 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 four to six weeks, but you shut it down. You don't do anything. You can't throw a football. I mean, you can throw a football, baseball, whatever, but you don't. You don't do it. Be- and and then he, I was like, so do we have to start this thing with Deshaun from four to six weeks starting yesterday, or do we? Is it time served in in uh, in the healing process for the four weeks that he was attempting to throw the football? Because according to the baseball player, that doesn't seem like it works that way. Well, the problem is, or not the problem, I should say. The question now becomes, did he re-aggravate the injury? Yes, and then we got to start the timeline all over Right, again. and that, that to me is the key, right? Did he re-aggravate the, which, by the way, was my chief concern with this whole thing, Agreed. right? Yep. And that's why I was, you know, so annoyed with this day-to-day nonsense coming out of Berea, which is, by the way, flowing once again. Um, just, just be straight. Going to miss a couple weeks. We don't know when. You know, Andrew Berry tried to downplay this thing. Kevin Stefanski keeps trying to be straight with the fans. He needs four to six weeks to heal, either from today moving forward, or it's a four to six week injury. We're four weeks into this thing. Hopefully in the next two to three weeks, we've got a resolution and he's back to being Deshaun Watson and away we go. That's all you have to do. It's not difficult. It really isn't. But the Browns, being the Browns, want to make it as, uh, as uh, you know, uh, obscure as possible for everybody. And they won't answer questions straightly about this So um, when it comes to the timeline. So hopefully tomorrow, if you're going to be transparent with the NFL insiders, I hope they're transparent with the people that cover the team each and every day. Because there's nothing that annoys us more then when we ask questions in press conferences, right, mm-hmm. and we get nothing burgers for answers, and then 30 minutes later, the NFL insiders probably ask the same questions and they got the answers. It's that, to me, To me, that's disrespectful to us, So, who cover the team each and every day. So, you know, again, it behooves the Browns just to be straight with this timeline now going forward. Does he need a new four- to six-week timeline? Or are we still on the original four to six? Yeah, and I guess that's uh, they've left some questions for you guys to still ask then. You know what I mean? Because they're, I, I am left with more questions tonight than I feel like I ever have around this whole entire vague situation. And it sucks because they just want to tell the fans, uh, you know, what's proper and what's really going on. And I, I just feel like even in this, I, I don't have the right capacity to be able to well, do here's so. the other here's the other rub to this, right? Mm-hmm. There's a gambling component to it now. Yeah. The NFL, including the Cleveland Browns, are accepting millions of dollars in gambling, sports gambling revenue. Okay? So there's an integrity of the game situation here. So, uh, you know, the, the sports bettors, right, whether they're Browns fans or not, if they're looking at Sunday's game in Seattle, okay, and the line, I, I don't know what the line is. I, I haven't looked. I, 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 honest to goodness, I don't pay much attention to it because I don't, I don't gamble. Um, but you know, they should need, you know, this is, it's Seahawks the whole reason why they have half, injury reports, Seahawks right? Are two and a half point favorites. They're two and a half point favorites, right? Now, if Deshaun's not available, well, that affects, I think, how people will place their bets on this particular game. So that's another wrinkle that gets thrown in. And there, there was an issue, uh, 
the Falcons are in trouble. Uh, the league wants to know uh, about one of their players, why he didn't appear on their injury report and things like that, which is standard practice. But, uh, you know, so th- there's there's this other little component to this too, besides the fact of, you know, it, what the impact of the Browns on the field is and, and, and you know, <laughs> that aspect. Th- th- then there's the whole sports gambling aspect of it because you've got millions of dollars to get wagered on these games week to week. And, you know, the, those folks are placing their bets um, largely in part of not only who they believe are going to win, but, you know, who's going to be available on the field. So, obviously, Daryl, we'll find out more tomorrow, I would imagine. <laughs> that's um, what you think. I, no, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. Uh, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me how little we end up finding out about this whole thing. I, I, but I'm just I'm trying to figure out from a fan's perspective then. Like, what yeah. am I gearing up for on Sunday? Is it P.J. Walker? Is it DTR? Yeah. Is it option C that we haven't thought of? Uh, well, and that's the thing. So now uh, what they have to do is they uh, P.J. Walker's on the practice squad. They But for them to have him available as the number two quarterback, they're going to have to put him on the 53 because uh, he's out of those elevations That's now. right, yeah. So they, they have to put him on the 53, and that's the other thing. Are you going to do that or are you not going to do it? Browns don't want to say – um, but if you're going to keep him your number two quarterback, well, <laughs> I guess that answers the question, right? Because as of yet, as of last week, he was the number two QB. Um, but yeah, I, it, this, this whole situation has complicated this season for the Browns, which is unfortunate because this is a really good football team. The defense is great, even though, you know, okay, last week didn't go according to plan, but they still won the football game and, and forced four turnovers. Um, you know, Dustin Hopkins has been sensational. Uh, you know, special teams, knock on wood, hasn't cost them any games like we have had in years past. So really, like the, the, the biggest problem for the, the Cleveland Browns right now, and this seems a little unfair to say because the guy's hurt, but their biggest problem is Deshaun Watson's health. Yeah, it's, it's been odd because in the, in the past 24 hours, Daryl, I've heard more people be complimentary to Kevin Stefanski than I feel like I've heard in the past six months. But then you, you look at it and it's like, wait, they're loving Stefanski right now. These are fans, obviously, well, but they, they're loving they, they, Stefanski because he's winning games. But but the part that he's supposed to be great at, he's actually doing the worst job I've ever seen him do, all well, things considered. Well, uh, I, I really defended Kevin on our last It's Always Game Day in Cleveland podcast because I, I just I think that the firing the coach narrative is, is just it, it gets out of hand when it comes to fans sometimes. And I think Kevin – well, Kevin Stefanski made Jacoby Brissett look really, really good. Mm-hmm. He made Baker Mayfield look really, really good for a year when Baker was healthy. Um, they're finding ways to w- to win these games. Uh, the, the play call at the end of the game, putting Nick Harris in front of Kareem Hunt, the strategy of throwing three times, knowing, okay, I've got X amount of time. We're going to get four downs out of that. Uh, if we're throwing incompletions, that means we get another shot. They ended up with three incompletions, and okay, fine. We're still at the one. Nick Harris, get in front of Kareem Hunt, pave the way. Kareem, make sure you get the ball across the goal line, and that's what happened. It's very hard for me to argue uh, against how Kevin Stefanski, uh, his strategy in those final four plays played out. Um, Even if the results, even if Kareem did score that touchdown, right? Let's say he got stopped short, Browns lose, right? Mm -hmm. It would be very hard for me to sit here and complain about Kevin Stefanski strategically in the closing moments because everything he did made football sense. No, I, I, you know, Kevin Stefanski's not a dummy. Uh, he, he's not an idiot. He's not a moron or whatever other names fans want to call the guy. 
He's very intelligent. He's very smart. Do I think he's a master motivator? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> His victory speeches make me nod <laughs> off at times. Like, um, you know, his press conferences are not meant to be entertaining, and believe you me, they are not entertaining. <laughs> um, you know, he, he plays that role perfectly. He tells us what he wants to tell us, and he, does, he very, very rarely will say something he does not mean to say. He is very, very smart, very, very calculated, very, very precise in what he does and what he says. And quite frankly, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. He has, he has had a three-ring circus at quarterback for three of the four years he's been the head coach of this team. True. And, and you know what? He's got the winningest record of any Browns head coach in the expansion era. Granted, he's also had the most talent, but, uh, you know, uh, he's not perfect. But I just I think, I, I think sometimes you got to tone down the fire Kevin Stefanski talk for a while and just say, you know, let, let's see how this thing plays out. You know, when Deshaun's healthy – if the offense is in the ditch and Deshaun's perfectly healthy and showing he can throw it 70 yards down the field with ease and things like that, okay, then we can start having some conversations. But it, it, he's hardly had a full deck, really, to work with, and it's nice the last two games. He won games like Mike Tomlin wins games with the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. which has been my chief complaint about the Browns. Find ways to win. I don't care how you do it. Just get it done. Last two weeks, they did. No doubt about it. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate you as always. We will talk a little bit more tomorrow. Thank you. Talk to you tomorrow, trust fund, baby. <laughs> Good stuff right there out of Daryl Ryder. Our Browns Insider brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. And to make abundantly clear for the people at home, he is referring to Deshaun Watson and Brady Quinn's comments. I am the furthest thing from a trust fund, baby. All right, 216-474-92. I got a lot of react to all, based off of that. I The frustration continues to just amount and, and, and build up. But the Stefanski defense has been fascinating over the previous 24, 48 hours. Is Daryl right there that that in the final moments of that game, Kevin Stefanski showed the fans something that we hadn't really seen in years with him, where back-to-back weeks, not only did he look competent, but he looked like he knew 100% what he was doing. He was in charge. I gave you direction there. 216474 to below 92. We'll talk about that and more. Get to the Michigan scandal coming up at 10 o'clock. Your call's next right here on The Fan.